This is the Four Man Rush. You know, as somebody who has played a game of football and was a track athlete, personal trainer, I can tell you right now, it is hard to work out when you're not comfortable. And, you know, one area that seemed to always bother me was my balls. Football, basketball was nothing compared to my balls. The chafing and man, it's just it's just rough. And I really wish, especially now that I've utilized Manscaped's products, that they were around when I was younger. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code 4MRscaped20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code 4MRSCAPED20. It's 2021, folks, and you still got Bush. <laughs> Change that with Manscaped. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy VO, and we're talking about the Steelers game from um, the other night, and we're going to talk about, of course, the roster moves, and we'll talk about some other stuff outside of Panther organization as well. So, hey, welcome as, welcome as usual to uh, the podcast of the Four Man Rush, and we're going to talk, talk about some Panther football. And we're having a guest host. What's up, Steven? We're having a guest host uh, from another podcast from the uh Pigskin Podcast Network that we're a part of from the uh, the Steelers organization, um, the Steel City Blitz. Uh, I believe his name is Mark, and he's going to join us tonight, man. So stay tuned. We're, they're going to talk about what happened on, uh, what was that, Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I hope he don't get too mad at us. But um, welcome, everybody. Facebook, Twitter, live recording of the Four Mirrors Podcast. Brought to you by One Man Skate. And uh, yeah, if you don't, if, you have, if you're not taking care of your uh, your crown jewels, gentlemen, you might want to get on that right there, man. Give me a second; I'll throw up the uh, website and all that good stuff for you. What's up, Stephen? Man, I hope you're doing all right, man. Yeah, this this uh this roster is shaping out, and we're getting some uh some understanding of what's going to be going on uh, on week one against the Jets. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for sure. Um, no, I sent the link out to the fellas. Uh, Kevin said he'll be on about nine fifteen. He's coming back from uh, his job and all that good stuff, man. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know, this past game with the Steelers, a preseason game with the Steelers, where we had a good good look. And uh, yeah, man, yeah, what's, what's up? Uh, what's up, Jana? Hey, yeah, love the moves. Hey, we're we'll making we're making making some good moves on this roster, man. It's interesting. It's it's it's, it's interesting. It really is. There's, there's some surprises. Um, let some uh, some people go on defense. The people like, oh shit, really? And uh, you know, offense too. Um, I wish I wish Bonifant wasn't as hurt as he always is. Apparently, maybe he'll stick around. But well, he, he, trouble came in here and, and he showed his ass. So we got some uh, got some young worker worker bees behind CMC. So that's a good thing, you know. So it's all good, man. It's all good. But yeah, the fifty three man's shaping out. We're gonna talk about that in detail, of course. Uh, man, we're going to talk about the uh, the Steelers game and all that good stuff, man. Um, the offense was clicking, and that, that sp- especially that two minute drill towards the end of, end of the first half, it was it, it looked pretty good. It looked pretty good. Uh, what's up? Oh, Jen is asking um, 
and I'm reading the question because, you know, we record the podcast too. Um, do you think only two quarterbacks will hurt in the long run? Um, I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, obviously it's, it's, it's dangerous to, you know, to play with only two, but I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it, it will hurt us. Um, this is, uh, it's going to be interesting to manage, especially if, uh, Sam Darnold's not playing well. Um, but hey, I, I, th- I think we could deal with it. Um, I think we could deal with it. Um, if our offensive line is not, it's not, it's not too hampered with, you know, injuries and foul play. I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be all right. I've seen enough from, from PJ and, you know, to, to have a little faith in them. But, you know, again, it, as I've always said, it comes down to CMC. If we, if we can, if we can run the football, then we're not going to have to worry about, um, the, the, our number two quarterback. So, Hey, Jelani, how you doing? But, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I was, I was kind of surprised they let, um, We'll grill go a little bit, but man, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. I think it'll be all right. Our running back, our running back situations, is is, is I'm more concerned about that. Um, very dangerous. Jelani types. Uh, very dangerous, especially for us considering Cobb and Adams are emergency backups. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the Packers situation now. So that's a whole nother. It's a whole nother jewel now, isn't it? Um, uh, Travis, what's up? Uh, what do I think about, uh, Marshall? Uh, I think he's going to show out. Yeah. <laughs> he's already showed his ass. <laughs> oh man. Led the, led the team in, uh, uh, receiving yards in the preseason, man. He's, uh, and he, yeah, bro, he's bigger than people think he is too. That's, that's the thing. He's, he's sneaky like that. Um, I think he can, he can be a red zone weapon too. Um, if, if Joe Brady utilizes him correctly. Um, but yeah, but Marshall, uh, that's, that's, he's a pleasant surprise. Um, and I, I hate that, uh, that Smith went down, um, Shy Smith. I hate that he went down, man, but you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for Marshall to, sh- to, sh- to, to do his thing. So, you know, and we have, we're pretty deep, deep at the tight end position too. So that's going to be interesting. It, it, it really is. It really is. Um, Charles, Charles writes, um, still not happy with PJ. I uh, hope I hope we uh, go bring in a vet for quarterback backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Janarius is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. What you know, good family? Man, you know it. Yeah, no, we got we got a squad, and we got to roll up and move them with. Yeah, we got we got some we got some dogs. Okay, man. We got some dogs for sure. Some 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 surprises and. Some like yeah okay no. I get that. <laughs> Look, man, he said he's not happy with. He said he's not happy with PJ. Yeah, yeah, he said he's not. Ha- he's he's hoping brings in a, a veteran quarterback. I seen I seen a name floating around Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, yeah. really? That that's what I seen floating around the timeline on Twitter. I don't know how much. Um, Reality got to it, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Interesting, huh? Interesting. Behind the offensive line, I don't think we need. I need. We need a statue quarterback. I, I, I agree I, with I you. I don't know. I don't know. But that's just that's just me. I, you know, I <laughs> I mentioned on Twitter 
<laughs> I wouldn't mind bringing Cam back in here for one simple reason. That would push the envelope in terms of the quarterback room. Because if you <laughs> – trust me, there's going to be a lot of pressure on, on the coaching staff and, 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 you know, the front office if Cam came back here from the fan base to get him on the field. So, I mean, if Sam, if Sam Darnold shows his mm-hmm. ass, then he shows his ass. Cam can move on. But I just think that'd be an interesting dynamic. But yeah, but that locker room situation would be a little, little funny too, though. You know, but you know, mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> oh man! Oh my man! Luke K says, "Hell no to Flacco." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Let's see. I sent out the invite to our to our man here. Uh, we're being joined joined by Mark from the um, uh, Steel Steel Blitz Steel City Blitz podcast for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he should be joining us pretty soon. Uh, I'm ask him, ask him if he got the link or not. Um, so I mean, a lot of people aren't surprised by the 53, you know, like Bill mentioned. Um, I'm not too surprised myself, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, this is. Let's let's play ball, man. You know, it's like, can we get to to the New York game, please? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why are they dead set on making Ricky a, a fullback? Versatility, I guess. I guess they want somebody who's a who's a solid threat out of the backfield in terms of catching the football and you know doing something with it, um, and you know. And uh, I guess from a from a, a a physicality standpoint, he's well, how, how tall is he? He's like six five, man. He's six four. Yeah, he 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 sized like an actual tight end. Yeah, so that's that was that's something that we actually we didn't get from Arma. Arma wasn't a tall dude. You know, he he wouldn't give you that mismatch in the middle of the field. So mm-hmm. I, I guess that's why they're trying to do that. Um, that's not a having versatility. Yeah, that's not a bad point. I need to think about. Uh, the catching out the backfield part of it, but I could I can make real simple for you on the other part. Uh, ain't no other tight end on this roster that uh, that aggressive and that physical. Right, right. Well, Harris, ladies and gentlemen, What's everybody doing tonight? Yeah, man. What up, big dog? What's up, man? Are we, are we talking about Cam already? You know. <laughs> <laughs> No, of course we don't need him. Of course, of course we don't need him. But you know, it is what it is. You know, I mean, he, he can still play the game. Apparently, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a homer. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a Cam Newton. You know, forever lifer fan. But I mean, you you can't you can't dismiss his his, his ability to make plays, bro. It is what it is. But you know. I, from a locker room standpoint, I think I think that'll be uh, it, it'll be a headache to deal with. I'm sure, but I mean, just from a, from a football standpoint, I mean, what what do you think, Will? Just, just you know, what I, mean, I think there's a couple of things going on with that. One, I mean, you drafted a kid at 15. I mean, if you draft a guy in the top 15, that's your franchise quarterback when he's ready. I mean, it's his job to lose. You're basically at that point just a bridge until. The kid proves that he can handle it, handle the pressure, handle starting right away, and he makes your team better. 
So, you know, Cam comes in as a starter, as he should have, because you don't want to hand a rookie the job. He has to go out and earn it. Right. So, I mean, I think it was kind of neck and neck for a few weeks. You know, they were starting to rotate reps, and all of a sudden, Cam has this issue with COVID again. And if you go back to last year, he caught COVID, had to miss a game. They lost a game they should have. They shouldn't have, I mean. And he was played terribly after that, had one of his worst seasons passing. So now again, now he comes back. You know, he's on track, playing well. Looks like his shoulder is back, and he's throwing the ball with a little bit more steam on it again. And he leaves the facility and has to miss a week of practice. So Bill Belichick has a low tolerance for stuff like that. How much more this is he going to take of these distractions? Now he's going to deal with the media, asking him 100 questions about it, this and that. And I think you can see his tone change because when Cam went out, it was against the joint practices against the New York Giants. And Matt Jones, all of a sudden, the kid got the first team reps. I mean, he balled. He completed 35 out of 40 passes. They had several touchdown drives. The second day, I think he was like 10 out of 19, but like five drops. And even with those drops, he led a touchdown on every drive in the joint practices. And then I just think Sunday's game, I mean, Matt Jones was phenomenal. I just think that sealed it. I mean, he made every throw. He played with the ones, played with was against the ones or the twos, fit the ball in the tight windows. I think he allows them to run the offense that they want. And he doesn't have that distraction of COVID. I mean, if Cam, I mean, I don't want to make this into a vaccination debate, but if, you know, if he's not vaccinated, what's next? He's going to have to miss more practice time by potentially catching COVID again. And mm-hmm. that's another distraction. So I just think the combination of the issues with COVID, the vaccination, missing practice time, and Mac Jones going in and taking the position from him just led to him being released today. Yeah. That's a, good, that's a great points, man. Great points. Yeah. yeah it's what it is. I mean, you can't say, you can't say uh, uh, Jones ain't, ain't balling right now, bro. I mean, he's he, the, kid, the kid can play. He was the best rookie quarterback in preseason. <laughs> That's true. Real talk. Real talk. I mean, what, what do you think, Jay? How you feel about it? I feel like uh, it, it was going to be hard to deny Mac Jones uh, from the sp- simple fact that he was a perfect scheme fit for Bill Belichick. From this, from the simple fact that uh, he he came out guns blazing. Um, right away doing stuff he did in Alabama. And I, I just figured I figured it wouldn't take him just a preseason to um to render Cam Newton either a lateral move or unnecessary. Uh, I just I figured it would take him longer than um three or four games to to come up, come into his own and, and have full control. But um it it was always gonna be a matter of time. And I agree with that. It could have been three, four games, but I think COVID accelerated that process. And I just said, you know, let's, let's just do it now because we just don't need this distraction anymore with him missing practice. Right. But I think, you know, I think so much about quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence was a generational talent, but come on, he went to a one in 15 team. I mean, how successful and how long before we see him be successful? You know, Matt Jones and Trey Lance. Now, they went to a good playoff caliber team. So I think their development curve is probably going to be much faster than that with um, Trevor Lawrence and uh, Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. I mean, the Bears are so erratic. Who knows what they're going to be? But possibly him, too. He might be going into a great situation himself. Good point. Jazz going to be trash, bro. Who? The Jaguars. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bless you, man. Lord. All that tanking. I mean, bro. Yeah. That's amazing. Should have pulled an Eli. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not going to Jacksonville. I wonder. If, I wonder if he could have pulled that off though. Probably had the clout to do it. Yeah, I think he could. He feels a Lance would have went. <laughs> Zach Wilson would have went. Right. Be there five years and gone. Mm-hmm. Bless his heart. West Virginia Flash is available. Will he get picked up? What's we talking about? Flash. We talking about Saban. We talking about Will Greer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, must be, must be. <laughs> yeah, somebody pick him up. I was about to say, Tavon Austin got cut. No, I ain't think he got cut. <laughs> I thought Will Greer had a better preseason than PJ Walker. But you have to remember it's probably 75% practices, which we don't see, and 25% preseason. So maybe there's just something PJ showed in practice that Will didn't have. And I just think when it's close like that, you just go with the more explosive athlete. You know, explosive thrower. If your backup quarterback's in there, it's not like you're going to be throwing for 400 yards. So at least PJ can make plays with his feet should a play break down. Exactly. And he's Matt Rule's guy. So if you want to be out the coach's son, you got to go above and beyond. Right. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. My boy went in his wallet, pulled out his old Temple School ID, oh, slammed it on the table. <laughs> slammed it on the table. It was like, coach, I'm Temple, I'm temple tough, though. Right. <laughs> All right. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. I, I have to get to Matt Rule. He's consistent when it comes to that. We'll talk about that more in a minute. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark from the Steel City Blitz podcast. What's good, Mark? Uh, well, preseason's over. That's what's good. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's like that. It's like that thing you just have to go through in order to get to something better. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you guys know that. Um, just talking personnel and what the teams are doing and everything else. But, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the regular season big time. Hell, yeah, man. Hell, yeah. Uh, Mark, here you have uh, Will Harris, um, part of Four Man Rush, of course. Um, film breakdown extraordinaire, I am have to say. And Jadarius uh, <laughs> here. Um, with, uh, he also has a, his Twitter handles the uh, Panthers Den, I believe, right, bro? That's correct. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. How are you guys? Yeah, man. Well, good. Doing well. Doing awesome. good. Awesome. Um, Thanks for having me. Hey, yeah, no problem, man. I, I, I hate that you had to come on after that uh, showing on uh, Saturday. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, that was especially after our first three games where you know they win what? loss. I don't care, but we looked halfway decent. I mean, it was just ugly. Uh, I mean, from the beginning, uh, Dwayne Haskins did not look good. Uh, nobody looked good. Our offensive line is an absolute mess right now. So I was I was glad when that game ended. Believe me. <laughs> oh man! So uh, I guess uh, Mark, we'll, we'll we'll talk briefly about what what you saw. Um, I guess from from a more technical standpoint um, uh, from the preseason game, and I guess what you expect going forward with the Steelers. Well, I mean, against you guys, I just saw an ass kicking. I mean, I, I saw a team that, um, you know, Coach Rule was pretty adamant that he was going to play his starters, offense and defense. 
Um, Coach Tomlin went in the complete opposite direction and said, we're, we're going to start very few starters. Uh, some of our guys aren't dressing. Some of our guys aren't even making the trip. Um, and, you know, and, and there is a drop off in the NFL between first team, second team, third team. We all know that. But I was just troubled by our lack of urgency. I mean, for so many guys fighting for uh, roster spots, maybe even practice squad spots, it just looked like we had zero interest in being there. And that's really unusual uh, for a Mike Tomlin team. Um, you know, as far as you guys, I mean, I, I thought Sam Darnold looked good. That's as good as I've seen him look in a while, to be honest. Um, we, we put a little bit of pressure on him. He did a good job in the pocket. And, and we're going to face more mobile guys than he is. So we, we've got to do a better job there. There's no doubt about it. And then, you know, I thought your defense looked pretty solid, too. Your secondary was really, really good. Um, I thought it's our offensive line. It, it's, it's an absolute mess. I never dreamed in, in 40, 50 years that the Steelers offensive line would look this way. But wow. here we are. Uh, that's where things are heading into the regular season. Isn't that something? Yeah, most folks who've, who've watched the Steelers, you know, over the years, it's, it's always been some some nosebleed, yeah, you know, distributors up front for you guys, man. And it, I, I mean, it's kind it's kind of like the woes that we're having right now, man. We don't have that that stout punch them in the mouth kind of kind of game like we used to. You know, it's, it's more like you know, bubble screens, flash, flashy kind of stuff. Uh, we'll we'll mention last podcast what was the the uh, the uh, the. Pa- the <laughs> <laughs> that pretty boy bullshit that <laughs> man, we don't just move people off the line of the scrimmage line of scrimmage anymore, man. We just you know, doing this flashy stuff. I, I guess are you guys dealing with that too? Well, you know, we've, we've changed offensive coordinators and, and now we're dealing with uh, Matt Canada and, and, you know, Matt Canada has been, I swear the guy has coached at every stinking university in America. Um, he, he's, he's got a, a good track record. He's there for a couple of years the offense is top 10 nationally. It does great. And then he either moves on for whatever reason mm-hmm. or the numbers start coming down. People start to catch on to what he's doing. Um, we were really vanilla in the preseason. His his offense is all about pre-snap motion, pre-snap resets, and we did very little of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think any of us as Steeler fans really know quite what to expect. But in his offense, um, it's not as much straight ahead, smash mouth stuff. It's it's much more get the defense going the other way kind of stuff. And um, it's different for Steelers fans. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> this is not the Steelers of old, folks. No, no, that that went out the window years ago, actually. Yeah, uh, but this is this is, is definitely a change. <laughs> oh man, uh, I, Will, do you want to ask Mark anything or? Yeah, man, this is some positives. What'd you think of your goal line defense? I mean, your Haskins didn't really put your uh, offense and I mean your defense in the best situation, but I mean they held us to what three points on those first three drives in your own territory, and I think we finally punched one in. I'm thinking on the third series. I I don't know what it is. It's you know it, it really goes back to Cower and certainly Coach Tomlin when there is that rapid change in possession. Um, our defenses traditionally, whether it was under Dick LeBeau or, or now Keith Butler, we do a really good job 
of forcing teams to do things they don't want to do in the red zone and down by the goal line. And and more often than not, we force them into field goals. That's not true every time, obviously. Um, and I don't know what that is in the way that, that we coach, the way that we prep the players. Um, I, I know we work heavily uh, on our red zone offense and defense, so it's not totally surprising. But, yeah, there was some positives there, and, and, and those weren't exactly starting guys. Those were a lot of guys that uh, just today either found out they were tail end on the roster or or maybe are looking at, at uh, practice squad. So, yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. There's always positives in any game, no matter how bad you win or lose, but um, that was a decent thing to take from it. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Um, Janarius, do you have anything to ask? Yeah, today was final cut day. So were there any surprises um, coming across the cut where? Man, uh, you know, we were surprised at a couple things. Um, The Steelers, number one, only kept four cornerbacks. Normally they keep about six. Um, So right off the bat, that tells us they are they are like uh, shopping right now. They are watching the waiver wire. They are going through it with a fine tooth comb to see what cornerbacks got cut league wide, uh, see who might be available for trade. Um, And then we we also cut B.J. Finney, who um, was a guy we picked up in free agency when he was when he was undrafted as a rookie. He had a really nice go here for a couple of years. Moved out to uh, Seattle and then and then Cincinnati and came back and I, I think most Steeler fans looked at him as okay he's going to plug right back in he's going to be that that number one option to be your swing guard play some center too he got cut too so there's definitely some things going on um, and and as you guys know your your 53 man roster is never your 53 man roster 48 hours afterwards it always changes uh, and and we know that it's just those were a couple of things that were were definitely surprising for us. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about our fifty-three manner in a minute. It was yeah, some surprises, but not not a lot. Um, Mark, you want to um, uh, 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 approach this question here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, big positive fit, Steelers. What are what are you, man? <laughs> I am concerned about. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna name this one, two, three. I am concerned about the offensive line. Right. The offensive line. And the offensive line, okay? <laughs> and I, I hate to be cheesy about it, but that's where I'm at. Um, that's, that's facts. We we have a, a young man, and it pains me because Chooks Okorafor is from my alma mater, Western Michigan University, um, and, and he just – he just is struggling at left tackle. Now this week he has slid back over to right tackle, which seems to be a little more uh, in his wheelhouse. Now they've got rookie Dan Moore at left tackle. And and let me tell you guys, Dan Moore was getting the tar beat out of him at the beginning of OTAs and everything. And I, I have rarely seen a young man progress the way he has to the point where he's looking at a possibility of starting as a rookie left tackle uh, for the Steelers. So yeah, it's offensive line all the way. That's my big concern. I would put a slight, you know, thing at nickel cornerback. We got to find somebody there too, but I think those things are going to take care of themselves this week. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you sound like a Panthers fan, bro. <laughs> the, the offensive line situation, man, we've been talking about that for months. It, it's, it is, it's a problem. It's frustrating, isn't it? It really is. Um, you know, our problem was we knew we needed offensive linemen. We knew it. But Najee Harris is sitting there. 
I, I mean, do you pass on a guy like that who's a generational talent, perhaps, and he has done nothing in Pittsburgh to change that outlook? He has been awesome. Uh, should we have drafted an alignment? I, I don't know. I, I mean, ask me in another six, seven weeks, and I'll, I'll know for sure. But, um, yeah, it's it's you guys know as well. It's, it's frustrating when you see teams like Tampa Bay – uh, and and like uh, Cleveland, just assemble this this awesome talent at offensive line. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's frustrating. It is frustrating. You got that right, buddy. Um, Will, uh, you have anything else to, to ask, Mark? Or uh, I have only thing. I heard you had a big fight at practice the other day. What is going so on I, in Pittsburgh, man? I I'm old school. And I believe 100% that fight is a result of the fact that Minka Fitzpatrick has not been able to hit anybody else in a different uniform. I, you know, you guys know when, 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 when you've been practicing and, and practicing and practicing against the same guys over and over and over, the slightest little thing is going to set you off. And I'm, I'm willing to bet Claypool did something or said something, and that's when it went at it. And, and I, I am concerned about this not at all. I don't think this is a big deal. This is just guys that need to go play football against somebody else. Um, but I admit it was kind of funny, you know, because we hadn't had any of that. First time we really had it. Yeah. Hey, Mark, uh, this is uh, Kevin Avery, of, of course, uh, CEO of the uh, Four Man Rush and all that good stuff, man. Off hey, the Kevin. Line, off what up, Mark? Extraordinary. Um, Kevin, well, he, he, he's, he said the, the three major problems with the Pittsburgh Steelers is the offensive line, the offensive line, and the <laughs> offensive line. Does that sound familiar to you? I, I'm just, just just throwing it out there. Cousin Mark. What's up, Cousin Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I see you're feeling what? the same thing, huh? Boy. Man, look here. At least, at least you've had a, a, a decent left tackle in the last uh, decade. Well, and he's in Baltimore now, and and now I got Ravens fans texting me and, and tweeting at me saying, "Hey, uh, you know, he's not as good as we thought he was." So, <laughs> go figure. I know. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I say, we, uh, you know, we still, uh, you know, instead of going to um, Nordstroms, you know, we still shopping at Target. So. Well, and I'm telling you, the, the weird thing, too, is that our GM, Kevin Colbert, has he's had a good couple of years. He's done a lot of really good things. Uh, but if they can't get this line put together, that's going to be a huge cloud over his head. People are going to be wondering, man, why did you not do more to address this? And, and it would be it would be very fair game. Yeah, definitely considering the age of Roethlisberger, you know, coming off. You know, the injuries, I mean, you, you got to protect your your best chance, you know, to um, – Oh. That's going to lead your offense, you know. And, and like I said, when have you ever known in the decades – I can't even say in the decades the Steelers not have a power running game. Like – Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. I mean, yeah. real talk, like – like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a hundred grand for you, you know. I mean, that's my team number one. But like, you know, if I was to ever, if I was to ever cheat, you know, it'll be, it'll be the Steelers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, because I mean, it's just because of the history. Because I like I rugged. Say, yeah, man. That's... I got I like rugged defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but y'all, yeah. come on, oh, yeah. steel curtain. Come on now. Uh-huh. You know we're going we're going uh-huh. back in the day. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I mean, 
Uh, just, just, just that overall. Like, I like y'all front office just as much as y'all team. Only had three coaches. You know what I'm saying? Throughout the, the tenure of your team, um, the excuses we make. Mike Tomlin be like, nah, fuck that. I ain't losing since I've been here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, oh, we, missed one or, we, missed, we missed one or two players. You know, we say, well, that's why we went 5-11. and 11. You know, he had a third-string quarterback, fourth-string offensive line, still went 8-8. Eight and eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that's the stuff I'm talking about right there. Well, look, Mike Tomlin is a really, really good football coach. Um, it gets wrapped up a lot of times because he uses a lot of cliches. He, he used something this past week about squirrels squirreling their nuts or something. And if Steel, Steeler Nation went nuts. There's already T-shirts. I mean, it's, it was hilarious, some of the stuff he comes up with. But the guy just knows how to get things out of players. He just does. Um, and, and, yeah, he's got a real good staff around him. He, he always has. Um, but he, he – He's just a good football coach, and I and I I know Steeler Nation gets fed up with him. Sometimes he screws up clock management, and yeah, he does. I've been the first to say it. Um, but man, if you put him on the market right now, you would probably have twenty nine teams calling right now. Oh, immediately. You know, and that and that's the truth. Um, and and yeah, eight and eight in a year when you're you're really using a, a rookie backup and then a, a rookie third string quarterback. Your defense is banged up, and and you you find a way to get there. And um, you know, last year we had obviously we lost Bud Dupree, and um, the offensive line was really a, a shell of itself last year, and and we still managed to win the division. So it's going to take an awful awful mess for me to start saying okay mike time to move on i mean and i don't know what that would even look like yeah yeah interesting hold the field right there buddy yeah Yeah. well mark um man i appreciate you coming on bro just want to do uh you know run run things by you real quick um and give, give some um Information for our fans out here, man. I'm sure they got family and friends that are Steelers fans. I'm sure. Oh, sure, sure. Hey, we are uh, <laughs> we're uh, SteelCityBlitz.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at SCBlitz. We're on Facebook. Uh, was it Facebook.com? Steel City Blitz, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Uh, we do our podcast once a week. In fact, we're going to do ours here in about 15 minutes, as a matter of fact. So um, I'll have plenty of energy and, and have enough time to go crack another adult beverage. So, uh, yeah, check us check us out all over there. And, yeah, thanks again for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no hey, what was that Twitter hell again, Mark? Uh, at SC Blitz. And then mine's at Steel Dead, which is right there. Yeah, so I throw the screen for you folks. Yeah, man. Well, Mark, uh, I appreciate it, man. And uh, tell tell your co-hosts uh, we said what's up, and uh, we'll we'll see them on my old TPPN. Well, absolutely, man. We've uh, really enjoyed it, and uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely see you down the road, guys. Yeah, man. Best of luck to you, man. Thank you. Same to you guys. Beat those Buccaneers, easy. man. Hell yeah. Fuck a bug. We're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> I'm going to say what y'all been holding in. I said for you. <laughs> All right, buddy. No promises. Good night, guys. See you. All right, later. All right. So, 53 man roster, gentlemen. Ooh, boy. I'm ready for some football, man. Um, Will, what do you what do you think about our roster going forward, man? Uh, do we we got what it takes. 
I think we should first tell everybody, I mean, the 53, initial, we call it initial roster instead of the initial final roster. 53. It's going to change every week. We're going to probably sign some undrafted guys. Guys will get cut tomorrow. There's going to be activity going on all the way up until the first game starts. As far as the roster itself, um, I did – I'm happy we kept two quarterbacks. I don't think both Will Greer and P.J. Walker have long-term starting potential like that. Mm-hmm. So it had to be one or the other. I went with Will Greer because of what I saw in preseason, but I guess P.J. Walker must have had the better practices in camp or that Temple connection just might have gotten that out. So we went with big guy. So I'm okay with that um, selection. The running back, um, I like I like the running back room. Uh, Bonifon was cut, but you got kind of the same skill set between C. Matt Hoover and Cannon. I think Schubert just does a little bit more as an every down back than Bonifon. And durability has always been an issue with him. You know, the best ability is availability. And I think with him, he's been effective on the few reps he has gotten, but he just couldn't stay on the field. Uh, the wide receiver. A uh, room, I, I predicted that. Um, that was the easiest one to me for me to predict. I know a lot of people were high on Omar Bayless, and rightfully so. He made some plays on in camp, but you just got to remember with that six wide receiver, he's not going to be a pass catcher. You know how many targets he's going to get with all these other weapons around him. It's more going to be a special team that you look at Brandon Zilstra played almost half our special team snap last year, whether running down on kickoff, blocking on kick returns. Uh, I don't know if he's on punt team or not, but a guy that valuable on special teams, you just want to have on your roster. So I think Zilstra just keeps finding a way to make the roster with his special teams contributions. Tight end room. I mean, we're keeping four tight ends. I guess they reclassify or we move Giovanni Ricci to a fullback. So I don't know. Maybe we, Miles Armour might be a guy we pick up on the waiver wire uh, tomorrow. We'll see how that uh, plays out. I think we got a lot of different skill sets in the uh, tight end room, whether you want a blocking guy like Trimble, uh, Dan Arnold, who's more of a receiving threat, not a guy you want to keep close to the line of scrimmage with blocking, and Ian Thomas, who's just kind of average at both, kind of uh, do everything type tight end. I'll let Kev touch on the trenches. On the defensive side, uh, we lack corner depth because uh, A.J. Bouye is going to be suspended for the first two games. We only got four. Uh, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, Stanley Thomas, Oliver, and Taylor. So, I mean, it's critical that those guys stay healthy because one injury in that room could uh, spell trouble for that unit. Uh, I like the safety room. Not a lot of big names, but a lot of young talent. I mean, you got Jeremy Chen and Justin Burris starting, but I think Sam Franklin and Miles Hartsfield will both see plenty of reps. Uh, Sean Chandler may sneak in there. Um, maybe if he's not a special teams contributor. We'll see what happens with Kenny Robinson. Um, I just think there was just so much competition in that room. He just can't keep everybody. Will he get um, out of waivers and possibly make it to the practice squad? We bring him back there. We'll see how that plays out. And then at linebacker, um, I like the depth. I think we have good depth there. I mean, Shaq and Carter, I think, are a solid interior backers. We got Reddick, who's more of the pass rushing type. And Frankie Lugu, you know, he can rotate with Reddit, you know, both give us that additional rush off the edge. And then two lesser known guys, I mean, Clay Johnston. I think you see a coach's son, Kev can correct me if I'm wrong, but he made the team as the backup inside Mike Backer. And I first heard of him when I think Carter went out of practice, somebody went out of practice, and Clay Johnston was getting reps with the first team. So he's the guy that's going to fly around the ball, hit somebody. There probably will be a lot of big time special teams contributor as well. So, 
overall, I think uh, I, with my prediction, I missed a few. Uh, the biggest surprise to me was probably Will Greer getting cut, Kenny Robinson uh, getting cut, and then Christian Miller. We released him and signed uh, Daryl Johnson from Buffalo. That's sort of a similar skill set. But overall, not many surprises on the 53. Mm, word, word. Uh, Jadarius. Your thoughts on the roster, sir? Um, I, let's. I want to look at. Uh, I, I just want to look at. Um, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. Oh, literally, <laughs> he just went flip. Getting his Wi-Fi from Bishop Sycamore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all lost for words. Click. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's not funny, but it's funny. That was literally lost. <laughs> the timing on that was impeccable. Hey, Kev, go, um, go ahead and tell us your thoughts on the uh, uh, the, the trenches, bro. Because Lord of mercy, I got I got concerns. <sighs> well, your concerns are definitely legit. Um, I, I was thinking we kept we was gonna keep ten offensive linemen, but we ended up keeping nine. Um, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, we just gotta get ready for it. as as of now. The starting five is a starting five: uh, Cam Irvin, left tackle, Pat motherfucking Eflin at left guard, Matt Paradis, John Miller, Taylor Moten. That's your starting five. Uh, backups: Trent Scott. Uh, he could play, you know, both left and right tackle. Uh, Dennis Daly, he could play both guards and both tackle spots. So that that's that position flexibility. Uh, you know, Deontay Brown, uh, you know, he can play either guard or never never seen him, uh, any reps at tackle. So he can play left or right guard. And then, of course, you got Brady Christensen, who's played right tackle, right guard and left guard. Um, during train camp, then uh, well, I mean, during and then he got some left tackle reps. So with your backups, you pretty got you definitely got lots of flexibility. Um, Pat Eflin would be the backup center. So something ever did happen to Paradise, Eflin would slide over, and then you know uh, one of these guys, you know, either Dennis Daly or Deontay Brown, or even Brady Christian would slide in at that guard to fill in for him. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I know a lot of fans, you know, and rightfully so. Yeah, there was some offensive line concerns in the first half with, you know, guys like Paradis, Irvin, Eflin. Uh, for the most part, even Taylor Moten had a, a rare offside penalty, a false start penalty. Um, you know, John Miller, the last game was pretty much, you know, the, the most consistent player. Again, I, because it is preseason, if, if you're going to mess up, if you're going to get your errors, if you're going to – Let's get it now. And to be honest, this was our offensive line as a unit, their first significant action in like, what, eight months? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if anything, the things that that they got exposed to, I'm glad they did in the preseason because we got two weeks to get it right. You know, two weeks to study, you know, line stunts and blitzes and things of that nature. Uh, but as far as this offensive line, I'm, I'm hoping that there's going to be something coming down on the uh, waiver wire, you know, with the, uh, with the other releases to – possibly look to add. I still feel like that even though, you know, Coach Rule has said this is his starting five that he settled, settled on in, 
I know people like, hey, you can't believe nothing rules say, and you, you can you can make arguments on why people say that way. But I, or, I got this feeling that they he truly does believe in this offensive line. I'm gonna be honest with you. The one that concerns me involved, honestly, it's not even Cam Irvin no more. Like he's actually, uh, I've seen him. I've seen some improvement, you know, with him enough to make me think that he he might be I. He might be I. Still not a long term solution, but you know, be I. But that that path, that Pat Eflin man, good God, like uh, me just too. watch, just watching and just watching him and just really just bow for me. Like I, I maybe saw maybe two plays two or three plays where he actually took it to someone. Now, I will give him one little credit. When he does hit and go right, he does put a hat on a hat, and he does get people down to the ground. So that that was maybe like the only spotlight, but that's that's not rare. The most time I'm seeing him getting lost on easy stuff, swim moves, you know, bait, like it ain't even nothing complicated, and he's on skates, man. It's just really – I'm as a fan, I'm just mystified as to what – with the coaching staff, particularly Matt Rule and his offense line coach, see with you know Pat Elfin to feel com- to, 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 to see what's on film to say we good at this at left guard. Now is that a contradiction of saying the players behind are not ready? Because I would think that if you know uh, Deontay Brown or Dennis Daly or even a Brady Christian was ready, that they you know they they could step up to it, but. You know, we'll see. We'll, like I said, this is still a open roster. It's still fluid. Uh, but overall, you know, this is what we got to go to war with. Um, you know, I'm not going to be all super optimistic like I'm like I'm normally am about it. Uh, you know, I have to take it for what it is. Uh, I do see potential with this line, uh, but uh, like I said, it's, whew, it's, it's just a play at a time. I I can't get but so optimistic. You know, when I look at it, um, far as off the line. Now, if I want to flip it to the other side, the defensive line. Uh, now, this is where you go to Nordstrom's. You know, this, 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 this. You know, this, this right here. You know, like, uh, you know, I'm, uh, man, just I mean, kept ten defensive linemen, which what I was hoping for. You know, me personally. So, um, I mean, let's start with the ringleader, Brian Burns. You know. You know, could play DN in a four three or three four outside linebacker. You know, Daquan Jones could play either D tackle spot, whether in a thirty front or a forty front. He's versatile like that. Uh, Garrett Brown, you you can place him at nose three technique or five technique thirty front, or you can place him at a, a three technique and a thirty. I mean, a forty. I mean, just just flexibility. Morgan Fox can play tackle or or in. Um. You know, one of our favorites who some of us were kind of thinking might not, you know, possibly, you know, might not make it, which I'm kind of glad he did because he clearly outperformed was uh, Marquise Haynes. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, he, you know, he even gets reps inside, you know, even for a smallest frame. I think he's up to about like maybe 240 now, 245. You know, he only came in about 230 pounds out of Ole Miss. You know, he's down his fourth season. So I think he's impacted on, you know, no way. But he, you know, when we go those – you know, defensive line NASCAR packages, as they like to call it. Uh, he, he he gets some reps on the inside with his cause his quickness. Um, you know, one of our favorites. You know, Util Gross models. Um, you know, I thought he had a really good preseason. I, I think he was really ready to um, 
you know, solidify and validate, you know, his draft position. Um, when I think of him, I think that when we do go in a 40 front, he's going to be that four, three DN on the opposite of Brian Burns. Uh, I think he's just got the bill and the, and the technique uh, for it. I mean, Hassan Reddick, I mean, I just think he's just too light in the ass to, 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 to hunker down consistently. Um, you know, this new guy, you know, I haven't watched film on it yet, but from what I'm hearing, particularly from Bills fans, look like we got a steal with this Daryl Johnson guy. Hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of, uh, it was a lot of them sat to see him go. They felt like the, the Bills should have asked for more. Um, apparently 10 teams were, were, had reached out about him before the cut. So I think that's what caused us to, you know, offer a, a six round draft pick for him. Um, you know, and then we got Bravion Roy, who would be the uh, – if there was a concern point on the defense line, that that it would start with him. Not because he's not capable, but he's just not – he's he's struggling with consistency because when you're 6'1", 330, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, saying, you know, you're short, you know, already down there. So you should have no problem getting leverage on these offensive linemen 6'4", 6'5", and 6'6". But for whatever season, when he stands up, I mean, you you know, you don't, you don't, it's like you're in a roller derby. Um, I mean, he's you know when he's when his pads stay low, he does work. But when the right. pads get up, hey, it's, it's it's an ugly sight. I'm just gonna be honest. And then we're gonna round it out with the two rookies who just pretty much you know consistently showed you know that they can play is uh, Davion Nixon, you know, the fifth round pick out of Iowa, and. Uh, and Phil Hoskins, the seven-round pick that many of us didn't even know might would even make it, but he he definitely flashed enough this preseason note to make it know that he's a that he's going to be a name or going to be a part of that rotation. So, uh, yeah, the uh, this this defensive line is definitely definitely something to to enjoy. I wonder how many is going to be active game day. I would think possibly you know eight out of this group, you know, so they can rotate and keep them fresh. Uh, but again, with all this position flexibility, depends on other needs. You might can get away with seven, um, just depend on you know the opponent and you know things of that nature. But overall, I um, yeah, I, I love the uh, defensive line. You know, um, players that made it. I, I really can't see any additions unless there's a surprise cut somewhere that would significantly upgrade over what we have. So I think def- this defensive line rotation is a uh, set for the season. Jadarius, speak to us, man. Can y'all hear me now? Stick stick around this time, bro. Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, yeah, you good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Tell AOL we're gonna write them a check in the morning, bro. <laughs> man. Oh, uh, they they gonna be hearing from my lawyer. I'm saying. <laughs> Before I, I get that. into anything else, I gotta shout out my, my fellow Aggie that we just uh we just traded for. That's Daryl Johnson. I I seen people in the comments asking about him. I see Elvin mm-hmm. friend over here asking about him. So mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on. Um, I've watched this guy, um, obviously, up close. I, I went to a the same time. So uh, okay. people say he is a defensive end. He is not just a defensive end. He um, played a little bit of linebacker. You got some um, man coverage and zone coverage reps on film. Mm-hmm. So um, when, when we're looking at this guy, I think – I think he resembles mostly a Mario Addison, uh, even I'll even say um, Marquise Hain kind of player. Mm-hmm. 
to where he's a tweener. He's athletic enough to play um, linebacker, but he also is a pass rusher. So I think they opted for um, for his versatility in that regard to kind of fit the mold of uh, linebacker uh, defensive end hybrid. And um, I think that's why they went ahead and traded for him. I think I think Luke gave us a little bit of insider training. He was like, hey, what you think about dude? He was like, yeah, he fast, he physical, yeah, he fits in. And then we were like, okay, then take this, take this little six round pick or whatever. Um, but outside of that, I think the main thing that shocked me about our 53 is that we're carrying so many tight ends. And I don't understand why we have so many tight ends when we're just gonna get to the red zone and run eleven personnel <laughs> and get and get blown up in the middle in the interior. See it coming. Bruh, how, how tell me how a tight end is supposed to help you block and your interior line is the one that's folded. It, it, it does no good. And I don't I don't, I don't even want to I don't even want to talk about um I don't even want to talk too much about a certain player, but like you you carry it, so, one of these guys is dead weight. I'm just put it I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Like he don't do nothing better than any of the other guys on this roster right now in his skill position. He's just average. So what he here for? You you got you got young guys like Trimble. Even if you like Giovanni Ricci, that's cool. Let him play. Give them reps. You got a guy just take breath. Um, and it, it don't help the other guy either because he's not gonna get the targets he needs. He's he's a talented guy. Let him go somewhere else. Let him get on the waiver wire and go to a team that needs a true inline tight end. I think somebody figured you out, bro. Look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna name drop. <laughs> We're not gonna name names, man. I'm not gonna name drop. <laughs> I think one of the other things. Uh, oh, he said um, he needs Daryl Johnson's height and weight. He's six yeah. six, about two fifty. Well, he's six so, six. Yeah, six six, about two fifty. Uh, so a long, lanky, pass rushing linebacking kind of guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's not he's not a small dude by any stretch of the mark. But um, I think the other thing that stood out to me is how thin we are at corner. And then I realized they're probably playing it like all the corners on our roster are outside guys. And because all like our top four safety options all play nickel, um, they're going to let those guys fill in at nickel. And your corners are just the outside boundary kind of corners. Um, so... It's going to be interesting. I think, like, if we were to roll out in the time, then one of the safeties will play nickel, and then we'll have one of the extra corners playing um, that that other in, um, inside cornerback spot. But, um, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen us this um, thin in nickel. Uh, I mean, this thin at corner all together. We normally would carry about, what, five five guys, six guys? Mm-hmm. Normally. Well, uh, well, let me ask you guys this. Well, I'll start with you, Will. Do you, do you think do you think Fitterer uh, is, is he setting this up to where we can pull from um, you know the pool of players that are being released from other teams right now in terms of the secondary or maybe even the offensive line? Oh yeah, definitely. We're definitely going to see maybe trades. I mean, there's always going to be Willing and Dylan. That's going to be happening over the next couple of weeks. That's why I said in the beginning, you know, it's fun to predict the initial 53-man roster, but this is far from finalized. So don't get too excited about any one player. Don't go out buy anybody's jersey yet. You know, it's not. And I just hold off until week one before we get that far. 
Yeah, so hold on to your hats, folks. Shit, let's uh, go ahead. What's, what's up, Kev? Um, I just did some quick research here just to put some numbers some I hear on um, uh, Mr. Was it Daryl Johnson, right? The, the guy we picked up? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, only two years worth, you know, as a reserve, but this is what you're getting. Uh, currently, he uh, 29 tackles, 21 of them solo, five tackles for losses, five quarterback hits, 10 quarterback hurries. Uh, surprisingly, um, 18% pass rush win weight and a 19% run stop win rate. Now, for those that are looking like 18, 19%, um, like, just to let you know, that's actually pretty decent for a reserve player. Um, as far as, you know, the numbers, because, for example, Brian Burns' run stop win rate is like 24%. And, like, let's see, I think the top one in the league is maybe like 28, 29. So, really, you know, for limited reps, this is not really, this is not bad. Uh, from what I gather from the numbers is, you know, this guy, you know, he can make plays against the run in the pass. And, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, especially when you're talking about five QB hits and 10 quarterback hurries, you know, that means he can after somebody. You know, now, if you take a look, initial look at the stats, oh, he only got two sacks. That's why you got to dig deeper than that. You know, that's why you, you know, that's why you're the four-man rush. We look at, you know, advanced metrics and statistics. You know, you got to, you know, you got to peel the layers back a little bit. You know, you just can't see, oh, that's an orange. What kind of orange is it? You know, what you mean? What kind of, you know, it's, you know, it's levels to this. So, so this is just, just a player, like I said, six, six you know, six, six, two fifty, two fifty five. 255. Um, you know, with that size, you know, I, 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 I like to think that he can set the edge, you know, and uh, look like he does have the ability to, you know, uh, to stat blocks a little bit to, you know, free himself up. I mean, again, he's got to get acclimated with our, with our system. And like I said, you know, y'all was talking about a, uh, Luke Keekly gave you this information. I'm going to tell you who probably dropped the real scoop. Who's up in Buffalo a lot longer than Luke Keekly? And that's Dan Morgan. Dan Morgan, yep. Uh, Dan Morgan, you know, was in been in Buffalo for the last couple yeah. of years as well while he's been um, while he's been up there. So if anybody would have had a, a, a more complete story on and, you know, could have possibly been an advocator, you know, f- to pull off this move, I think you would have, I think I would place it more on Dan Morgan more so than a uh, than uh, Luke Keekley, so you know, so yeah, just a little bit of quick research I just did on um on Mr. Daryl Johnson. You know, I gotta keep on tack- talking my Aggie up. Elvin, he ran through the MIAC, bro. I'm telling you, like he he was he was like a top rusher in the MIAC, ten and a half sacks. I think his last um, season at AT. So um, yeah, you're gonna enjoy that film if you find some of it. If you find some of it, let us know because I want to go see it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elvin, go yeah, go go research his game, bro. I mean, it, it, just just off his specs alone, man. I mean, he's, he's gonna be a problem if um, you know if he's if he's in a pass rushing situation and got those long arms, getting to the passing lanes, things of that nature, man. That'd be that'd be that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Um, yeah, no, I didn't I didn't realize that we were that that short in the uh, the defensive defensive back category, but hell, I, I guess we are kind of thin. And that's uh, that's interesting. And, and I just looked up his combine, you know, because I know some of y'all like, 
know, like, you know, going off those numbers here, uh, let's see, his combine in 2019, uh, 253 pounds, uh, arm length, uh, 34 inches, hand size, 10 inches. Uh, he's got a, about an 80 inch wingspan. That's long. Damn. Yeah. As uh, far as uh, bench press, 20 reps of 225. Uh, and That's real probably, good for long bars, bro. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, so it looked like he did better at his pro day than when um, the combine. His pro day, he ran a 482. Uh, his 20-yard split was 2.78. 10-yard split, 1.65. 32.5-inch vertical. Mm-hmm. Uh, broad jump. 112, that's telling me explosive. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's telling me right there. It's, it's giddy up, it's nice. Yeah, uh, and it's three cone time with 6.97. That's showing some bend and some agility right there. So, again, you know, we, we're not going to make any great declarations or anything because, you know, it's got to pan out. You know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to have flashbacks of the days of Ryan Delaire. You know, getting all excited off initial and then, you know, fills out. You know, we, we ain't going to set ourselves up like that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but definitely, uh, you know, just just some numbers to throw out there, um, you know, about this guy to um, see what's going on. Um, you know, and I, I, I got a minute here, Tim. A couple of fans had to ask me a couple of questions here. I was just want to say that um, – you know, as far as the offense line, Bill, no, I think we are, we're still not done. Uh, I think we still, you know, it's potential to add pieces like Will said um, here. So, uh, yeah, man, I mean, this is the way Fitter, like, I think they said something about this year alone, Fitter has done 11 trades. That's more than the Panthers did in the last four seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Willing and Dylan. Um, Willing and Dylan is his name is, is is what he like to do. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah. Now, it, that Paradis comment it, it reminded me. I, I watched the game again today, um, and just just the first half. It, 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 it seems like Paradis was he was getting bullied. Obviously, in some situations the defender got underneath him and he just pushed him up, pushed him back at you know behind the line of scrimmage easily. Um, but there was one time that, that a stunt was performed, and fucking Elfline, Elf, is the Elfline, Elfline, Elfline. You you can call him whatever you want to call him, bro. The, the LG. <laughs> what, what nah, nah, nah. I call nah. I call him Fu. That's why I call him. You know? Fu. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, like he, he ain't that good. Yeah, Pat Fu. That's that's it. That's fit. That's that's what he's. That's what we well, call from here on out. A stunt was a stunt was ran. Um, and Fu was so lost in the sauce that he wound up getting blocked by Paradis. The 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 the, the stump went across his face to his to his right towards the center towards the a gap. He followed the defender so much that he was completely out of the left guard position and in front of Paradis. And Paradis was was blocking him, and the old boy went right by him. Yeah, I saw that, Bruh. I, that's when I cuss. <laughs> mm. That's the exact moment where I cut. Oh, like, F you was right, bro. F you. And there was one play when I was uh when I was putting the um you know the film pieces together um you know the last few nights. I'm watching this one play. He dropped back five steps 
before he put his hands on the defender. I'm like, what wow. is you doing? I mean, for real. <laughs> I feel you, Michael. Here, this is Matt Kalilish. <laughs> nah, nah. What I said on Twitter, yeah, light, light skin, Greg Little, Greg Little without the melon. Oh lord. I'm so dead. The, the oh. thing that makes this worse is that the draft was so deep a guard, but we 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 were so content. <laughs> we were so content, and we was like, "Nah, we gonna we gonna we gonna find him in free agency. We good. We gonna pass. You know what? We good. We got F line. We gonna be all right. Man, we went out. We went out day one of free agency. We so used to this mediocrity, man. We just so used to Bruh. this shit. But anyway, um, I'm dead. I gotta turn my back on that, man. I ain't wanna be bothered. You guys wanna talk about the Jets? <laughs> I mean, I would, it's not much. Oh, the Jets. About. Um, I, I guess, I guess, man, we'll, we'll talk about the Jets. I mean, we we know what our roster is looking like right now. You know, we kind of we kind of know what the Jets are about. Uh, you know, young quarterback, blah 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 blah. Um, what what hell? What's your expectations of the uh, Jets game, uh, Will? Yeah, we got two weeks to prepare for them, so. We'll see. I'll probably dig it in a little bit more next week. I haven't, honestly, I haven't even watched um, a lot of Jets film other than the, with a couple of preseason games. But what I've seen just from the few plays I watched, I mean, Zach Wilson looks like he's the real deal, which we all expected. I mean, he was probably the most arm talent out of all the quarterbacks coming out. Um, he can, he's off schedule. He can make every throw from anywhere. So you just got to be real disciplined on that back end. Um, I haven't looked at their 53-man roster, to be honest. Um, I'll probably dig more into that next week. Word matchup that'll probably worry me the most is the interior O-line. Uh, Quentin Williams going against Elfline and Paradis and those guys. I mean, he that can um, present problems. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll have a um, – you know, we got a week to – this week I'll probably dig into more Jets film and have a little bit more for you guys next week. True that. True that. If you, if you guys don't know about Will's uh, film breakdown, boy, y'all missing out some shit, yo. Real talk. Um, Kev, you want you want to talk a little bit about that, or I, I guess I, could, I should ask you, what do you think our front will look like against uh, against this this Jets? Uh, um, hmm. Well, I know I, I'm not going to talk about the offensive line, the defensive line. I think they'll hold up against the the Jets offensive line. Yeah, I think that's where the uh, I think that's where the fun part is going to begin um, with them because you know the Jets they invested a first round pick in the um, offensive lineman. He played tackling guard. Um, what's it? Alara Vera. Elijah. Elijah. Vera Tucker. Yeah, Elijah Vera Tucker. That's it. Thanks, JD. But yeah, so uh, you know he came out. Matter of fact, I saw a quote from him on Twitter. Uh, he was saying that uh, they need to come out and be real physical against the Panthers. And on, I saw a couple of people chuckle at that, but you know, you know him and uh, Makai Beckton. That's that's who's on that left side, mm. you know. And <laughs> you know, if you was asking right now, who would I rather have on on my left side, Cam Urban and Pat Fu, <laughs> or Vera Tucker and um, and Makai Beckton? That's that's a no brainer. That right, yeah. e- easily. You know, so that's definitely going to be I think that's definitely going to be a challenge. Uh, you know, they're looking to come out. They're going to be on the road. They're going to have that us against the world. Ain't nobody expecting enough, nothing of us. You know, they're coming out here loose. So, you know, for anybody to think this this is going to be a cakewalk, 
you know, go ahead and re, re, reset your reset your expectations because I, I think this is going to be a game that's going to be a fight because, you know, when you think about it, what's our identity? You know, when you be honest with it. Now, I can, you know, we can make the point that we think that our defense is going to put a a good stranglehold on them, you know, to, you know, limit a lot of things. I, I think you can make a case for that. But here's the thing with this offense, this offensive line situation. And, and like I said, knowing which Sam Dawn is going to show up, are, are we going to be able to put points on the board to keep our defense, you know, fresh and ahead? Or is it going to be, you know, dealing with, you know, short, you know, short drives and three and outs and this talented defense, you know, falling victim to, you know, attrition. Right. You know, it's still going to be 90 degrees here, folks. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, you know, we are, we've already had one of the hottest summers here in Charlotte. I think they said something about we done had like uh, 58 days of at least 90 degrees. So, yes. you know, I know tomorrow, September 1st, I, I don't see it changing really no time soon. So uh, the, the the battle in the trenches, you know, our defense line versus their offense line is really going to be really going to be uh, a fun one to watch. Now, I believe they lost one of their defense alignment for the year. I think he had some sort of injury. Um, can't remember his name. I'll talk about it because like I haven't really did a deep dive look into this team yet. Probably do it for uh, for yeah, next week's show. You guys a nice yeah, break. We'll, we'll, do our, we'll, we'll make sure we put it on our on our homework assignment. So, you know, <laughs> but but um, but yeah, I uh, I think the battle in the trench is going to be very interesting. And uh uh, the matchup I want to see is is Brian Burns on Makai Beckton. That's what I want to see. Dum dum dum. That's the one I want. So, we'll um, you know, we'll we'll uh we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, JD, you up? I know I'm, I'm seeing comments in here about about Chuba and people not being too, you know, they're worried about he's not, him not having enough. Um, uh, I guess durability to to run between the tackles and things of that nature. What do you, what do you think about our, our running back situation going into this? Uh, I it's it's tough to say right now, and I think that's because I'm not sure what CMC's um, workload is going to look like. Um, I I think when we were talking about the 53, I think Will made a good point in that. Uh, because at the at the time I had I've had Bonafine slated as the RB two for a long time now, yeah. and given CMC's ability to receive, Trent Cannon looked okay at receiving to um, this offseason as a wide receiver, so mm-hmm. it, it kind of made sense. I think um, running back is 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 a little light to me. We only have three um, true blue running backs. They have Riki listed as a fullback, obviously. Um, Chuba. Chuba, I've seen enough from Chuba to say that he can affect um, all three elements of the game, um, offense. Um, as far as passing, uh, he's he's a legitimate um, threat in space after he receives the ball. We saw that in preseason. Um, running, uh, explosive guy. Even though he didn't house that one that he should have, um, that's gonna, that's going to happen to everybody. Like that happened to DJ his rookie year. That happened to uh, Christian his rookie year. They were talked down from behind, so that that comes with time, I think. Um, and then also pass protection. I saw I saw some good things from him in that regard. So I think I think we're at a good spot, and I think it's 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 rare for us to see a back or a young back like this be given the opportunity to be running back too. 
Like for every other running back we drafted, it seems like they were either stuck and could not get up the depth chart, like Cameron Artis Payne, um, or just weren't given the reps that they needed um, until like well into the season, like Christian was his rookie year. So I think I think we're at a good spot. I think it all hinges on um, Christian remaining healthy and getting a uh, or being able to split snaps with the guy behind him. Yeah, good point. Is, we really don't know how Joe Brady's going to ta- going to approach this season. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he wasn't given um, given off you know hints during preseason for defensive coordinators to pick apart. <laughs> and, and granted, we didn't see CMC during the preseason, so of course. Um, oh my God! You know. It's, it's, I really got. I really got to got to enhance what you just said about about you know, understanding what CMC is going to do, because that's going to affect not only the running mm-hmm. game, but obviously it's going to affect Darnold too, and and how he's how he's going to be defended. I guess you could say because yeah. we use we use play action quite a bit um, during the preseason, um, and if CMC can can harness that kind of attention. I, th- I think we're gonna we're gonna see our tight ends and you know you know getting getting those underneath routes and hopefully you know, DJ DJ getting those getting those short short pops you know what I'm saying and he gets some yaks out of that things of that nature man but CMC is really gonna he, he's 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 the catalyst here man the offensive line obviously has to jail or, or you know we're not gonna do any fucking thing but see, <laughs> let me let me put my ten four hat on go ahead man. <laughs> <laughs> look, if if you look at how this running back room is, I'm putting my tail for a hat on. Joe Brady is about to force feed Christian again. I think so. <laughs> I, I know so. I know so because there 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 is no the experience isn't there behind Christian. Uh, well, barring waiver wire, um, like there's there's like there's only one proven option in the running back at the running back position right now. And if the season were to start right now, and when there was no waiver wire, and the and the game, the, the first game was tomorrow, Christian's getting all the stats. Joe Brady is trying to get his numbers up, bro. He won't out of here. I'm telling y'all. He wants an HC. <laughs> and the and 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 Christian is his first class ticket up out of here as a, a head coach. I'm telling. That's that. That's my ten on four hat though. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a back off. <laughs> you good, man. Um, did Jordan Scarlett get it? Did he even see the field, Will? I don't think Jordan Scarlett even saw the field this preseason. Oh, he's on the Dolphins. Well, there you go. I was gonna say, who? I was thinking, like, huh? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that name in a while. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> what the? What the? But, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, did Scar- Scarlett's name on the squad anymore, man? Man, hold on to your ass, folks. You know we got we got a little time to, you know, add some players, subtract some players. You know, this, this fifty-three man roster is fluid right now, so yeah, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on, man? You guys- I know it's a little late. Um, go ahead, bro. Did we talk about um? Um, the newest free agent from New England? <laughs> Briefly. 
We got some, got some blowback on that, man. Don't talk about Cam. Don't, don't nah, I mean, you know, because, you know, we know with the day being Ross today and Cam, you know, I thought that really? would have been uh, Dominic because when I was heading in, I got folks, you know, like, man, y'all going to talk about Cam and, and roster, right? Like, yeah, we got you. Yeah, I mean, I, I already <laughs> said I, I wouldn't mind Cam coming back on this team right now. I already, I already said that. If, if they can, if they, if they can hold down the dynamic in the locker room, I wouldn't care because that's going to make Sam Darnold bust his ass, or he's going to lose his job. I mean, it's yeah, but we, we, pr- we know PJ. Pr- pride ain't, is a thing too. On, pride is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, true. Like, I, I, I just can't see Cam coming back here where he, you know, I, if nothing that that's going to make Sam Darnold play tighter. You know, we got the franchise all time. You know, back here, and the moment he mess up, you know, Cam, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't fuck up. <laughs> man, it's going to happen. It happens there, quarterback. You know, that's. Yeah, it does. You know, that, I think that's one reason why they, they let him go instead of keeping him as a backup in New England. You know, they want that. You know, Matt Jones had that look host older because, you know, Brian Horton and Stidham is not going to threaten you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then for a rookie that's that's coming in, you know, you want you know you want to make keep his um confidence high as he goes through the ebbs and flow of the season. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. that was one of his camps. He wasn't an alpha in the room to be a backup anywhere. Because I mean, it's clearly probably what at least five, ten starters in the league right now. He's still probably better than at this stage in his career. True. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, what role is he willing to accept at this point? I mean, I don't think he's going to start unless a player gets hurt, you know, this late into the offseason. Right. So, I mean, it's just a matter of, I mean, it's that Allen Iverson, Carmelo Anthony effect. You know, you're too good at one point in your career. You were an MVP. Can you take a role of a backup? Are you willing to? You know you're still better than most starters, but that's just how it works sometimes. So, mm-hmm. we'll see just how his career progresses. I, I don't really know what's next for him. <laughs> Me personally, I had said earlier, you put Cam Newton on the Indianapolis Colts, you're gonna have some problems because look here, I look, Carson Wentz ain't ain't strong. I know they say he's supposed to be coming back and this, that, and the third, but I ugh, man, Cam will snack Carson Wentz chain in a minute. You know, they they the Colts have what what we was hoping for. Now that everybody's back healthy, because I saw that uh their all pro all world guard Quentin Nelson um finally came off the uh, COVID list or whatever. So you know, you put a Cam Newton on that on that Colts team, and you are gonna have some problems because I don't think nobody's losing sleep when they game planning for a Carson Wentz. You know, I I, I just can't see it. Um, you know, when you said play, when you look around the league, I mean, we think about the divisions. I mean, just looking at the ALC, that one, um, I wouldn't send him to Houston on my worst day. That's just too much of a toxic situation with all that's got going on. Um, you know, you know, even though I know him and Deshaun Watson, but that's, you know, Deshaun the, the about to, you know, get up out of there. You know, we'll, we'll stay tuned for that one <laughs> based on what was uh, been what was mentioned earlier today. Uh, but yeah, like you said, when you look around the league, I mean, most teams pretty much got their starter set. I mean, I know quote Andy Dalton is starting in Chicago, but come on, I mean, really? Uh, like if, if you, you know, uh, that's a big mistake. Like, uh, you, gotta, you gotta let that kid play, man. I mean, you gotta, you gotta let him play. Right, and to be honest with you, real talk. I mean, if it wasn't for his contract, Cam could take um. Uh, what's the name? Quarterback in uh, the Vikings. Um, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cam Newton. <laughs> hey, Cam, uh, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Come bruh. on, bro. Uh, Jefferson. Oh, man. Man. Ew. Look here. Yeah, that's some. Yeah, that's some. That's that's definitely some. Um, you know, that's definitely like you said. There's definitely you know some spots he could go where he would be immediately better in. You know, what I'm saying, hell, Denver. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 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 You know, Matt. Matt. Matt here said, uh, you know, Washington football team, and that's 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 what I would suspect. Um, if if he wasn't so haphazard with his COVID vaccination, because you know. That Ron Ron is not necessarily a healthy individual like that, so he, he can't be he can't be fucking around like that, Cam. But uh, yeah, Ron came out and was disappointed. A lot of players on his team called him selfish for not getting that shot. So I mean, I don't see that as a fit unless he's willing to change his status. I mean, that's another thing. If you're not vaccinated, I mean, are you gonna anyone gonna want to bring him in? Because I mean, if it was 2015, nobody would care. No, because Lamar Jackson didn't do it, but he's an elite MVP right now. So he can do that. Much as I like Cam, he's not on that level anymore. He's, you know, a mid-tier 20, 20, 20, 30 ranked quarterback at this point in his career. So is anybody going to put up with that risk for a player of that caliber at this point in his career? You know, and probably not. So I mean, maybe if he gets a shot, I, mean, I don't want to turn this into a vaccination show, but it does give players a competitive advantage. You can't deny that. Exactly. If you can't if you can't play, you're not gonna have anything to bring to the team. Man. So, yeah, just a liability at that point. Not to mention you can have the potential to get other people sick and, and just have this whole Ask the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> ask the Titans. Um people say we're talking crazy. I mean it's it's, it's, it's you know. It's football. We're talking about football. And Cam Newton, still to this day, is, the, by the numbers, the best quarterback the franchise has ever had. So, I mean, we're yeah, just, just talking about Cam. Um, yeah, and Tom Brady's 40 what? 44. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so... I mean, this this is pretty much it, man. I, I you know we 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 talked about the roster. Now we can't, well, we, well, not can't we can, but we're not going to dive too deep into the old Jets Jets game just yet. Um, I'm sure there will be some some moves that will happen between now and then, all of the other stuff, man. So, you know, Panther fans, you know, um, you know, check out our website. Be looking for our blogs and uh, our Twitter Twitter feeds, things of that nature, man. And you know, we'll keep you informed and all that good shit. And that's that's how that's how we roll. That's how we roll. Um, so, um, any parting shots, gentlemen? Well, we got a break in action this week because I guess with the three preseason games now, the players get two weeks off before the season starts. But college football coming up this weekend. So, you know, that's another thing we do on our website is write scouting reports on college prospects. So, we'll be on the lookout for our coverage of next year's draft class. So, just like the Panthers front office, you know, starts this week. That's right. <laughs> Great point, man. Great point. You guys know this stuff, man. If you ever read their blog write-ups, man, you guys are missing out. Good Lord of mercy. I don't even look at ESPN anymore. I don't even read that shit. Yeah, and definitely uh, check out, you know, I'll be, uh, after the night, I'll be jumping back on and watching some more. You know, this week I've been, um, since Sunday, I've been dropping, um, you know, film breakdowns of offensive linemen. So now that I know 
who's here, offense and defense alignment. Um, you know, I kind of just going back and forth. So uh, I did Deontay Brown last night. So I think I'll uh, I jump on over. Y'all have to check it out. You know, uh, on you know, I posted on Twitter first, and and then I posted all the groups. But yeah, now that we got an idea of who's going to be here, so just you know, be on the lookout for our front four film review breakdowns by yours truly, and um, you know, just give you guys some insight on on what's going on in them trenches. So you uh, you know what to expect. I just wanted to say shout out to my guy Miles Hartsfield, man. He he was the fourth string safety, jumped all the way up second string. He probably gonna be the starting nickel too. So it's up. If it's up, and y'all called it. That's our new corn elder, right? <laughs> hey, I'm trying to tell. I'm trying to put y'all on, bro. I'll be finding them corn elders if I can't do that else. I'm a I'm a I'm a miss on I'm a miss on uh I'm a miss on Kevon Seymour's but I'm gonna find me a corn elder. <laughs> I was talking to Sam Franklin was interested. They went to the same what was a prep school. And yep, after they yep. graduated prep school, Franklin went to Temple and Hartsfield went to Ole Miss. That's but now they both made the roster here together. <laughs> small world, man. Small world. Hey, uh, Kev, Bill giving you props on your film breakdown, man. Yeah, and Michael too, bro. Yeah, man. Just oh, oh, signs of things to come, folks. Signs of things to come. Indeed, indeed. Kev, do a film breakdown of FU, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> Sedative after watching that clown block. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He'll make you say FU. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I might get him. Uh, I might get him tomorrow. Like some, uh, I'm gonna do a defensive lineman tonight. Like I say, go back and forth between the. O line and D line, you know, with ten offensive linemen, nine offensive linemen so far, that'll be enough to uh, do enough to get us through to the season start. So, no doubt, I'll, uh, I'll, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do him tomorrow night. I'll, I'll go ahead and um, take me a laxative and you know clear myself out, you know, for the bullshit I'm about to watch and you know, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'll be a Pat Fu special, you know, coming out um, tomorrow night. So. Like I say, catch me on Twitter first with it, and then I'll uh, drop it in all the Panther groups. Live and direct. There you go. You ask, you shall receive, fans. There you go. Exclusive. Exclusive. All right, Panther fans, you guys enjoy, um, gals, excuse me, you guys and gals enjoy your Tuesday evening, man. Thank you so much for dropping by and uh, hanging out with us on this uh, podcast uh, live recording that we do every Tuesday evening, especially during the season. Um, and be on the lookout. Um, www.theformanrush.com, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You know, check us out, man. And we'll see. We'll see you around, man. It's great communicating with you guys, as always. Real talk, real talk, real talk. So uh, on behalf of the Four Man Rush and, you know, Manscaped, thanks again. And as always, keep pounding. Y'all be good out there. And uh, be sure you check out them videos, man. It's good. Especially that the FU. That's going to be funny. Bias, fuck you. <laughs> Oh, fuck are you? All right, y'all. Y'all be good, man. <laughs> I'm just taking time to really let it breathe. So, baby, just chill. Yeah.
she love it. We out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we call me and you love us. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.